United Methodist Church. Loving as God intends through helping, healing, and home. Our scripture this morning comes from Numbers chapter 20, verses 1 through 13. The Israelites, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zin in the first month, and the people stayed in Kadesh. Miriam died there and was buried there. Now there was no water for the congregation, so they gathered together against Moses and against Aaron. The people quarreled with Moses and said, Would that we had died when our kindred died before the Lord. Why have you brought the assembly of the Lord into the wilderness for us and our livestock to die here? Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to bring us to this wretched place? It is no place for grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, and there is no water to drink. Then Moses and Aaron went away from the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting. They fell on their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the staff and assemble the congregation, you and your brother Aaron, and command the rock before their eyes to yield its water. Thus you shall bring water out of the rock for them. Thus you shall provide drink for the congregation and their livestock. So Moses took the staff from before the Lord as he had commanded him. Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, Listen, you rebels, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock twice with his staff. Water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their livestock drank. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust in me to show my holiness before the eyes of the Israelites, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. These are the waters of Meribah, where the people of Israel quarreled with the Lord, and by which he showed his holiness. May we be blessed by the hearing and reading of God's word. Lord, this morning we ask that we would hear your voice. We thank you for this gathering, this assembly. May we trust in you. Amen. So we're continuing our series, Reconciliation, and today our focus is safe relationships. What a week it has been. The week in itself could be an illustration for a sermon. We found out early of the potential exposure 
uh, to COVID among staff. And so that kind of set the course of the week. And I think it was uh, Wednesday evening that Jeff said, go ahead and prepare to preach. There's notes in the um, sermon planning sheet. There was one sentence. <laughs> so, Jeff, if you're tuning in with us this morning, we, we thank you. Um, yeah. Um, on, on top of that, my family moved this week. We, so we moved houses, and so we were trying to organize that. And then I got a call early in the week to do a funeral uh, yesterday. And so thinking of reconciliation and the week, I decided to count the blessings. We couldn't have moved without community. People who have been praying for our family to see the way that our interaction or our transaction, I guess, um, fell into place was a miracle. And then to have community surround us and help make that possible and make the move possible. And then the funeral that I did yesterday, my, my dad's here and my mom. And uh, the funeral I did yesterday was actually a patient of his. He does hospice chaplaincy in Georgia. And uh, his patient was going to be buried in Gallatin. And so he had reached out to me last week and uh, asked me, if I would be willing to uh, do that service because nobody in the family lived in the area, so they didn't have a local pastor. And um, so I got to partner with my dad in ministry, and uh, that was a blessing. There's a, a lot going on in our passage today. We get a picture of God as a parent. He hears and responds to the complaints of his children. One thing that we know from the story of the Israelites as we read the Old Testament is that every time the Israelites complain about something essential to life, God responds with grace and gives them what they need for survival. When God has provided for them, such as when it rained down bread from heaven, and they complain because it's not meat, or they want to take more than their share, God responds righteously with discipline. In our story today, we see Moses' relationship with God. If we follow the story from the beginning, we start to see a shift here in Moses' leadership. When the Israelites complained about their hunger, Moses pointed them to God as the provider. Moses followed God's instruction and cried out in faith to God to meet the needs of all. In today's passage, Moses responds to the people's complaints 
by stating that he and Aaron would have to provide the water. This is a shift from when the Israelites looked to Moses and Aaron for food, and he led them in trusting in the Lord. After meeting with the Lord in the tent of meeting, Moses chooses to act on his own. But you got to notice that God still provides the water. Perhaps Moses is responding out of grief. Moses calls the Israelites rebels, and then he himself performs a, performs a consequential act of rebellion. The passage begins stating that Miriam has died, Moses' sister. Miriam had been such a crucial part of Moses' life. Miriam was safe. Miriam ensured that Moses, the baby, was safe. She cared for Moses in his infancy and was a faithful companion to him on his journey. Known as a prophetess, Miriam led in worship and played a critical role in bringing the Israelites this far. We don't know why this detail is in the introduction to the story of what takes place at Meribah, but we know that it is an important context for the shift we see in Moses' leadership. Told simply to speak to the rock, Moses decides to strike the rock twice. The Hebrew word for strike used here is an important piece of the story. It's often used to describe killing. It's clear that Moses was angry. Some scholars believe that the rock here symbolizes God. There are 59 verses in the Bible calling God the rock. 50 of those are in the Old Testament. We can guess what was behind the action, but what we know is that Moses was grieving. He was frustrated, and he showed it. Moses had not only lost someone that he loved dearly and someone that he counted on, he lost a safe relationship, a confidant. Perhaps Miriam would have known just what to say to help Moses think more clearly. Because Moses acted in the way that he did and showed a lack of trust in God, Moses and Aaron would not lead the Israelites into the promised land. Moses learned a lesson about trusting God here. Even when 
he felt lost, alone, angry, and sad. God is faithful and worthy of our trust. God gives us beautiful, strong, and safe relationships. In many ways, these relationships reflect God's character. We see God in one another. And God's love for us in family and community. We are supposed to love one another as God intends. Often when we lose someone who made us feel safe, we feel distant from God. It's an absence in our lives. We have to remember that our nourishment is a gift from God. A reflection of his deep love for us. Whether that nourishment be for our bodies, our minds, or soul. Reconciliation. Could be hard to find in this story. We know that the passage ends saying that God showed his holiness. Though he would not lead the Israelites into the promised land, God shows it to Moses. Moses climbs Mount Nebo, and God shows him the promised land, a promise for the descendants of Moses. In Deuteronomy 34, we find that Moses dies. It details his death by calling him the servant of the Lord. Reconciliation. A death that came at 120 years of age with no loss of strength, it says. And no weakened eyesight so that he could fully see the promise of the Lord for future generations. And the Israelites mourned in the absence and the safety of the presence they felt of God's faithful servant, Moses. God's faithful servant, Moses. We just read about his disobedience. But he was called God's servant. Amen.